On this week's Dose, we will kick things off with Austin-based Way, a brand activation platform for hospitality companies hot off their $20 million Series A led by Tiger Global. And next, we'll cover Equals, which just secured a $16 million Series A led by Andreessen Horowitz, and hear more about how the company is looking to take on Microsoft Excel by supercharging spreadsheets. Then, we'll talk about Kite, a platform that's reinventing the mobility market and is on a mission to unlock the freedom to go places, fresh off a $60 million Series B led by Interalpin Partners. And to wrap things up, we will cover Maven, the company leading the charge in women's and family health after they just announced a $90 million Series E led by General Catalyst. Another heavy dose on the docket for y'all today. You may want to take it sitting down. Here we go. This is Venture Pill, your weekly dose of startups and venture capital. We break down recent startups in the news and interview founders and investors to help you stay informed in the evolving world of venture. All right, first company of this week's dose, we have Way, uh, based out of Austin. They just announced a $20 million Series A led by Tiger Global with participation from Michael Dell's MSD Capital, which we saw uh, typically invests in the realms of real estate technology. Now, Way calls itself a brand activation platform, which basically means they help companies like hotel businesses partner with local experiences, touristy attractions, and integrate that all into their native website for the hotel guest. Right, and Way addresses a problem, which is that hotel operators usually don't have the time, the money, or the expertise to curate incredible guest experiences to help them connect with the local culture. Right, and think about luxury hotels and you know how they might offer a bunch of different, I don't know, classes, experiences... Uh, in the local area, and maybe these smaller hotels or even medium-sized hotels or just not luxury hotels want to do that as well in an affordable way, but they don't have the resources necessary. In comes Way, and they seamlessly integrate local experiences with the hotel's brand, so they're providing that expertise as well as an easy software platform on the back end, which allows hotels to split the revenues between the hotel and the experience partners all, all leading to a great, seemingly integrated experience into the hotel's brand. You know, little, little would the hotel guest even notice. So more about Way. The company was actually started a little over two years ago in the middle of the COVID pandemic, which admittedly is probably the toughest time to be in the hospitality business in recent memory. But it was also an opportune time for Way to go to the hotel businesses and say, hey, we can help you with some other types of revenue streams to help out with that 30% occupancy rate you've been struggling with for the past few months. Yeah, so the founder of Way, Michael Stalker, says that he sees Way playing somewhere in between the e-commerce stylings of Shopify and the experiential stays of Airbnb. A pretty interesting combo nobody probably knew they needed, but a very unique combination of, of offerings. Think about how easy Shopify has made it for people to you know, build a brand online and sell their product online and 
how normal Airbnb has made it to provide super cool experiences in immersed cultures wherever you go. Put all that into the hotel space. It's a way for them to compete with an Airbnb as well. Totally. It's it's a very interesting cross-section that they find themselves in. But like you said, I think it's also a little bit of a sweet spot, especially considering how popular Airbnb experiences have become over the past few years. And so Michael Stocker also says that the early success, which is a remarkable 20% month-over-month revenue growth, can be attributed to people moving away from spending on material goods and more so spending on experiences, which is something I certainly resonate with. Yeah, I would say so as well. Um, one thing that came to mind when he said that, though, is, you know, how is that going to change? Is that is that a trend that's here to stay or is that something that's going to go away as we potentially head into what could be a bad recession and generally spending may decrease? I mean, as interest rates have risen, discretionary spending will decrease. Will there be as many people wanting to really splurge on hotel stays and, and do these types of activities, which are a really good revenue stream for hotels today and in recent months especially. But I wonder what their plan is and what their outlook is on, on economic conditions with regard to spending habits at hotels. Yeah, it remains to be seen how people will spend as we dive into a recession. But I still like the idea of how they're kind of modernizing the hotel concierge, which uh, definitely was someone that my family and I would always reach out to for suggestions whenever we were traveling in any big city. Yeah, and this is a concierge that can monetize and upsell you <laughs> without you even knowing it. <laughs> so pretty cool technology. Love to see the Austin-based company there with some good investors that they're backing. Uh, we will keep our eye out for them and, and their continued growth, wishing them good success. For our second story in this week's dose, we have Equals which just secured a $16 million Series A to take on the supergiant Microsoft Excel and Supercharge spreadsheets. So the round was led by Andreessen Horowitz with participation from Kraft Ventures and others. And the company was co-founded by Ben McRedmond and Bobby Pinero, two former Intercom employees. Yeah, Equals claims that its spreadsheet is one of the few with built-in connections to databases, versioning, and collaboration features. We wanted to highlight a quick quote from the CEO, Bobby Pinero. In an interview with TechCrunch, he elaborated on the concept of Equals, saying Equals comes from a really simple and obvious insight, that the spreadsheet is the best way to do analysis. Excel was built nearly 40 years ago. Google Sheets, 16 years ago. The way companies work today is meaningfully different. And to paraphrase a little bit further, Equals makes life easier for businesses by removing much of the painstaking manual work that goes into building a spreadsheet, such as data entry, and enables teams to collaborate with more ease. And this is certainly something you and I both have a lot of friends who live in Microsoft Excel, whether that's for finance or real estate. So I'm sure something like Equals, which could help remove a lot of that manual labor that they put in, uh, would certainly intrigue them. Yeah, definitely. Excel is one of the best products of all time, though. So you were not wrong in saying the super giant. And it would be hard to get people to switch, but they've had some good success. We're going to cover that here shortly. Right. A little bit more on the product here. So customers can leverage equals to build analyses with real-time data integrations from a database with or without coding language. Yeah, and soon Equals will be able to import scripts to allow users to connect spreadsheets to different APIs and internal tools with JavaScript or Python. 
Also on the way are pivot tables and connectors to business intelligence apps like Salesforce, QuickBooks, Stripe, and even Google Analytics. So a lot of great integrations. And as you mentioned, there's certainly an uphill battle to take on someone like Microsoft Excel, but Equals has certainly already demonstrated some early indicators of success. So since launching just five months ago, thousands of startups and enterprises have requested access to try Equals, and there are still thousands of people on the wait list. So the interest is certainly there. Yeah, for sure. This is one of those modern software companies like in, in my mind, like Airtable and Notion and these kind of new intelligence tools that make it easy to manipulate data with, with AI and things. Uh, to me, they're all in that same kind of category. And it was interesting you mentioned when we were preparing, preparing for this that one of their customers is actually Notion, which <laughs> it only makes sense. Like they're one of these modern companies. They're, they're not going to use an old, old Excel or something like <laughs> that. God forbid they need to use equals. But we wanted to highlight the pricing it's a f- kind of a freemium model. They just actually recently offered a free access uh, in addition to a professional version, which is $18 a month, and enterprise options for companies that are looking for a more tailored solution. Right. With Notion, it's the classic keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. <laughs> and uh, excited to see how Equals continues to challenge Microsoft Excel and building the best spreadsheet for businesses to use. Yeah. And and I just want to say, I think it is possible. It's not this uh, unachievable, unachievable goal. Think about Google Sheets. Google was successfully able to build their own solution within their suite of uh, tools. And I know a lot of people have strong opinions on Sheets versus Excel, but they kind of they kind of took the sharing and made that the the focus. And I feel like here the integrations, the sharing, just just taking away some of the manual aspects of spreadsheets are really what makes equals um, solution really, really interesting. So excited to see how they, how they fare against those two giants. And the third story on this week's dose is Kite, which just announced a $60 million Series B with hopes of becoming the world's largest operator of electrified fleets. So the round was led by InterAlpin Partners, with participation from Valor Equity Partners, City Ventures, and more. And one thing we wanted to highlight is that InterAlpin's founder, Stephen George, was an early investor in Tesla and SpaceX. And with that said, he brings a breadth of experience in the EV market to Kite. Yeah, really great investors there. So this company is reinventing the mobility market and is on a mission to unlock the freedom to go places. Really, really well-worded mission there. (laughs) Um, So what they do is they deliver cars on demand to people's doors for all trips longer than a rideshare. So the company's approach increases vehicle utilization and helps take cars off the road, building a more sustainable future while also saving customers time and money. And they're essentially pioneering the concept of rental cars being delivered to your door on demand. And best of all, the biggest benefits to the customers are that there's no lines, no paperwork, no refueling upon return, and you have full flexibility on the length of the rental. Yeah, and so a little bit more on how it works. Through the Kite mobile app, a customer can book a car for a day, multiple days, weeks, months, or really however long they want. And customers start by selecting a time and location for vehicle delivery. Then, a delivery driver, which they like to call Kite Surfers, delivers a clean car at the specific time and location of your choosing. Then, 
When the vehicle is ready to be returned, a kite surfer retrieves the car from the customer at the location and time that they can flexibly choose. So you can start a trip in New Jersey, have a nice road trip to Chicago, and then get the car picked up in Chicago from kite. Yeah, so, I mean, it's very similar to rental cars, but just way easier, way less of a headache, and just modernized, honestly. So similar to how rideshare companies created a much bigger market outside of taxi services, Kite is using the existing rental car market as its wedge to create a much larger category that spans the entire transportation sector by providing access to vehicles for all kinds of trips, whether that's a day or even a week or a month in length. With more than 5x growth since its Series A in 2021, Kite has plans to expand into new product categories and add new vehicle classes, including aggressively growing their electric vehicle fleet, supporting the long-term goal of teleroperated and fully autonomous trip options. And you and I couldn't help but speculate a little bit about how a company like this is poised to disrupt the rental car market with better pricing options and superior customer service and all the flexibility offered by the product. Yeah, and I couldn't help but wonder a little bit, like, how this will pan out for them in such a crowded space between the rental car companies, the existing ones, not to mention the ride-sharing companies like Uber and Lyft, and throw in the mix Tesla and all the auto manufacturers. There's a lot of players in this space that are going to be working on autonomous driving and new and improved ways of allowing people to transport themselves. And it's really cool to think about a future where you could just hail a car whether you're owning it, you know, whether you own it or you're renting it or it's a ride share or whatever. But it's really cool to see the disruptions and innovations happening within transportation. Yeah, the electric vehicle market. I mean, you and I have covered it countless times in the past few weeks. Um, But yeah, this is just another step towards fully electric vehicle fleets being out on the road. And uh, you and I couldn't help but reference the Seinfeld, <laughs> the, the Seinfeld episode uh, where Jerry experiences difficulty with the rental agency. See, because anyone can take a reservation, but it's more important to hold the reservation. <laughs> is what he said. I love, I love that. Yeah. So, boy, if if Jerry Seinfeld had kite, you just wonder. <laughs> All right. Well, our fourth and final company of this week's dose is going to be Maven, which just announced a massive $90 million Series E led by General Catalyst. This included participation from CVS Health Ventures, La Familia, and Intermountain Ventures, bringing their total capital raise to $300 million and their valuation to a unicorn status $1.35 billion. So Maven is revolutionizing women's and family health, and they're led by founder and CEO Kate Ryder whose Twitter thread we actually came across and caught our attention and is why we're highlighting it today. So they serve forward-thinking organizations, employers and patients alike, and they partner with over 450 clients and have members in more than 175 countries, providing access to high-quality care and financial support. Yeah, incredible numbers there. And they cover everything from financial reimbursement for fertility, adoption, and surrogacy to return to work offerings and breast milk shipping to parenting and pediatrics virtual care and navigation, all the way to menopause support. So, uh, just a whole host of services curated uh, for women and with women in mind where there's a serious gap in the healthcare system. And they even provide travel reimbursement benefits and pregnancy options counseling that is increasingly relevant for many of their clients today. 
Yeah, so certainly checking a lot of the boxes there in terms of women's health, which we love to see. And they now cover 15 million lives, which represents a 5x increase from last year. And they have grown new business by 3x in the past year. Yeah, and so Kate outlined two main truths about their strategy that will remain top of mind even more so after this Series E raise. If you're interested in reading her kind of blog posts uh, on the Series E announcement. This is what we're referencing here in addition to the Twitter thread where she expands upon. And I want to highlight these two truths about their business. So the first being they are continuing to align their business model with incentives of the patient. So basically think of an example like they're never going to unnecessarily recommend a treatment or service to someone that does not need it and just to make money. So they're they're keeping the incentives of, and the best interests of their patients in mind. First and foremost, second, they consider themselves an equal parts technology company and healthcare company. So emphasizing the tech as well as just the people in in their offering, similar to some other um, digital health companies we've covered in the past. And so they'll use this funding to double down on what they've already had so much success with thus far. And amidst uncertain economic and political landscapes, they see it as an important time to continue serving women and their families in the way they need the most. And yeah, it's just awesome to see a woman-led company serving women's health and also this merging of technology and healthcare and also humanizing the whole component to address some very serious health issues experienced by millions of women worldwide. Yeah, and not to mention they're growing fast. So even at this Series E stage, they're accelerating. The problems aren't going away. There's a lot of opportunity with 15 million people on the platform. That's incredible, uh, but still lots of room to grow, and they're not stopping anytime soon. Well, all right, guys, that's the end of this week's dose. We appreciate you tuning in, and make sure to tune in uh, while you're digging into that turkey next week with the Thanksgiving dinner. Just probably put it on with your whole family in the background. Everybody can listen at once. (laughs) Thanks, as always, for listening, everybody, and happy Thanksgiving to all the pilgrims out there. (laughs) Yes. Please tell your family what a real pilgrim is. I know they're teaching these kids in school. The pilgrims. (laughs) Pilgrims are Venture Pill podcast listeners. Yeah, and they always have been. But uh, in all seriousness, everyone have a happy and healthy holidays, and see you next week thanks for listening join us next week for another dose of startups and venture capital and as always we appreciate our pilgrims spreading the word about the show share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage see you next time she told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely Thinks my vibe's a little low-key, okie-dokie, that's alright, but...